Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, art, and likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Johnny. This is Anna. So I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, I saw the South Park Pandaverse episode. It talked about a bunch of stuff, but one of the things that really uh, it really like ragged on, and I don't think it called it back, was that they had a criticism about multiverse storytelling or storytelling involving the multiverse and all the stuff. And it's the rage right now, right? With the MCU and all the other IPs out there that are doing multiverse stuff. Multiverse is now used also as, as another theory on time travel. You're not time traveling. You're going to another universe kind of thing. Uh, their criticism is that multiverse writing is lazy. Do you agree with that statement? Yes and no. Jamming? Oh, I, I was hurt. I thought she was going to expand on that. Oh, can I? Yes, I apologize. Sorry. No, well, I've been, I, I forgot how to podcast. Um. Okay, so yes and no. One, because I watched the Marvels last night and there were a lot of things yes. that pissed me off. Oh, come on. And so, no, I liked it. I loved oh, okay. the movies, yes, right. but there were things that made me mad where I'm like, but no, spo- I, I no spoilers. Still- oh, wait, listeners, by the way, no spoilers. We're not doing spoilers, so don't worry. I would never. Yeah, only on. if you allow me. Um, I, 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 and you know, you asked that question before we walked into the movie. So you know, me and my friend were talking about it, and then afterwards, I was like, okay, here in the MCU, I do believe that is true because there are a lot of things that I'm just like, come on, like you know, let Loki go. It's done with. Let, like you know, and then we're we're not we're always like okay, well maybe they're gonna come back from from another universe and whatnot. And I'm just like, let's try new characters and all that. And I just don't feel like MCU will ever do that because it's just oh, we got the the multiverse, we can just go grab another Loki, you know, or grab another Iron Man, and then we're good, we got it back. And but then I also know that like like there's a book um that other book series that I love where. It evolved into a multiverse. I mean, she probably had it in her head since the beginning, but we didn't see the foreshadowing until like we're here, like you know, in the third series and all that. Okay. And it doesn't feel like lazy writing because there's like you know, twelve books involved and all that. So it's a huge universe, and it isn't about like you know, bringing back a character or whatnot because people are dead. It's more about uniting this to like save save all these universes kind of thing and i i didn't feel like that was lazy writing i felt like this was just, you know a 12 year build up uh to get here and when it happened when i read that last line and the last chapter i you know lost my crap and was like screaming and throwing the book around because i was like oh my god this has led to all of this and it all makes sense so i don't know that's why i say yes and no mcu i would say yes and some things, other things that I have experienced and read, I, I would say it's not lazy writing. Because when it's done right, and I can't be the judge of, like, done right or not, but, I mean, I felt that in this instance, this was done in a in in a build, in a good build-up way that I felt it worked. I'd like to go back to the MCU uh, statement afterwards. But first, Jumming, your thoughts? I think uh, multiversal uh, storytelling is a legitimate subgenre. It's been around for years, and it's just a tool. It's just an instrument to, to convey a story. And just like most story devices and tools and stuff like that, can be done well or can be done poorly. It can be done with earnest and, and or it could be done cheaply and stuff like that. 
you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, it depends on the, you know, the writing, depends on the director, depends on the writer, depends on the IP and stuff like that. Uh, good examples would include like the two recent Spider-Man movies, the animated one and the live action one. Mm-hmm. It mattered that it, it took place in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the Spider-Verse of it all, in the multiverse and stuff like that. It affected the character's arc and stuff like that. It was part of the arc. But where it didn't matter is uh, the recent Flash movie. You know what I mean? It's kind of just there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really didn't, it didn't do anything with it, especially like the third act. And also, I would mention another example. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a recent animated uh, comic book show that came back recently and stuff like that that has elements of this. And then it matters in that story. It matters to that character and what he's going through and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's just, you know, it, it, it all, it's like I said, it's, just, it's just an instrument. It's just a tool. You know what I mean? It can be done well, it can be done poorly, just like anything else. Any kind of, any kind of uh, uh, thing is like that. You know, any kind of instrument is like that. So, yeah. I, I think I agree with jamming more in that statement where it is just a storytelling tool. It's like how when Zombies was really popular, everybody started doing Zombies and then it became, yeah. it became like, oh, zombie writing zombie movies is just lazy writing now kind of thing. So I, I think that's kind of where multiverse stories now because it's so, we have so many properties doing multiverse, not just not just in the movies, TV shows, anime, cartoon, books. comic books. Speaking of comic books, the first time I was introduced to multiverse was from comic books, DC Comics. DC Comics had a problem where they created too many Supermans and too many Batmans, and they decided that, oh, uh, it's a multiverse. And then they had a big story where they kind of combined the multiverse into one kind of thing. And and then and then the MCU kind of did their own thing as well with the multiverse thing uh, in the 2000s in Secret Wars. Yeah. But, uh, oh, mine was like the 90s, the 90s X-Men. They love jumping to different universes. They love having, oh, oh my God. You know what I mean? Right. This apocalyptic uh, universe and alternate universe. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. hey. It's good times. And I don't know if anybody can cite me on this, but I think it was the original Star Trek series that created, not created, but it popularized the multiverse idea where they had evil Spock and the evil Kirk and they all had goatees and that's why they're evil. You know? Wow. <laughs> that kind of thing. I, that guy, that. I don't trust that guy. Why? He has a mustache. <laughs> what? what? That was such a trope. I love I, it. I believe in sort of live action TV or pop. I believe that is pretty cool. You're talking about, we're not even talking about the next generation. We're talking about the original series. The Captain Kirk, yeah, the Captain Kirk, the Spock yeah. of it all and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure multiverse must, must have happened in, like most things, it must happen in fiction, like books and stuff like that back yeah. in the day, right? Yeah. Must have. But yeah, in terms of popular culture, I do want to say it's uh, the original uh, original Star Trek. Uh, now, going back to the MCU, I think the MCU. They did have like a multiverse story in the comic book, so I can see why they're using multiverse storytelling in today's uh, arc of the MCU movies and TV shows now, um, after the Thanos arc. Uh, but I think they have to. And, and my, my defense of the MCU doing this is because they have way too many properties from Fox and even Spider-Man where they have to either A, reboot them into a whole new character, which they found out not very many people like, or B, <laughs> just pull from what people like and bring them into the current universe. And how would they do that? Oh, multiverse. Multiverse. It is a solution. I know. And I think that's where the lazy writing comes in. Like, instead of creating a new X-Men, they might just pull from the Fox X-Men. You know, and, and because that's already established. Although I prefer if they reboot the X-Men. Um, Spider-Man, same thing too. It's like, like people... Are, we're growing fondly of the of the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man and the the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. So now they just put them into the Spider Man, uh, the multiverse thing, and there we go. Miles Morales, same thing too. So it, it is lazy writing in that regards, but at the same time, I think it's the only choice the MCU have. And I know people are 
are tired of the multiverse storytelling and we're not even done yet, right? There's still at least two or three more years of this before they move on to the next major story arc. So in Marvel's defense, I don't think they have a choice. They, they have to stick their guns and go through with it. Um, I know it's, it's turning people away from the MCU, but uh, what can you do, right? You, 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 an artist has to stick with the creative decisions, even if they might have detractors. And this is what they're going to have to do. So, yeah. Well, the fatigue is growing. The fatigue is growing. Sure, I can understand that. But but there are yeah. properties that are doing really well, really good ideas with it. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of one now. <laughs> I mean, I would argue the MCU is, but but uh, it's a hit or miss thing with the MCU with the, with the multiverse storytelling. So I'll just mention. I'll just mention. I hinted at it at the beginning. I'll mention it. Then. Uh, it's invincible. Invincible in Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a little they touch on it. It, it matters it matters to the character and what uh, what happened to him in season one as it goes into season two it matters that they're using that again it's a tool it's an instrument to to help you to help tell this main character's story and stuff like that you know what i mean right so yeah no but it's a, a really good example i understand why really you good use of what i understand what you say you might be spoilers to say it because i don't even think they're advertising introducing the multiverse in their in their advertising for the new season right Right, right. Yeah, I don't think it does. I was surprised by it when uh, my nephew and I saw the first episode. Like, it's kind of spoiler. <laughs> we were surprised by it uh, when we saw the first episode because uh, we didn't look at the, you know the trailers or any promotions and stuff like that. We Wait. just kind of winning, winning cold. Why are you surprised? You read the comic books. I don't. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about like uh, I thought. I didn't know it was coming at this moment. Oh, you know I, I, see, I knew. I yeah. yeah, I was telling my nephew leading up to the season. Like, I was telling him like whole arc of the Invincible comic book, all one seventy comic books and stuff. Like that. It's gonna come into play, but I didn't think it'd be you know. Uh, what I don't think they, I don't think they did in the first season. So they did not. I, I, I yeah. So I knew it was gonna come eventually. I didn't know it'd be like so soon. Uh, so right, exactly. Um, they're, they're, uh, and it's good thing you mentioned Invincible since now it's. I guess spoiler that it does happen in Invisible season two. Yeah. But but there was another person that I was uh, that I was listening to that that talked about Invisible season two and and their comment was that oh yeah and they're also doing a multiverse thing because you know Marvel's doing it so why not Invincible? Of course they're not aware Invisible came out like what twenty years ago, yeah. <laughs> way before before MCU, right? So and a lot of people keep forgetting Invincible was written long time ago and everything that mm-hmm. they did that, that people say oh they're just copying so and so no they kind of mm-hmm. did it already so. Yeah. Give them some credit there. And also, without spoiling the comic book from like 20 years ago, the way Robert Kirkman did it, he did it in a very kind of like a very fast-paced multi. You know what I mean? When the old X-Men, DC, you mentioned DC, it would be like this long, like grand uh, storyline, you know, many issues, many characters, but it would be the whole thing. His bang, 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 bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the pacing of it was really interesting and really well done in Invincible. And I think they're capturing that same spirit in the com- in the, in the uh, television show. Yeah. And going back to what I said earlier, moving away from that, um, multiverse is, an, is another theory on how time travel works. I like that theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never really been big. Well, it always kind of like alludes me to completely uh, accept the Back to the Future time travel theory where you're literally changing your current timeline. Um, it never made sense to me. And as an OCD guy, it just doesn't seem logical. doesn't make sense to me. But I can completely buy time travel as a multiverse story. You're just traveling to a different universe at a different, in a fixed time. Yeah. And it also... And also in, go on. 
and also in real life, it it's not scientists, theoretical science that mentioned that multiverse might be like a real thing. You know, it might mm. be like we, you know, when we pass away or multi, you know, reincarnation might be just us passing through the multiverse and stuff like that. You know, and I, I don't know if I remember this correctly. Maybe I misremember, but I also, we have, one of the things scientists can't explain is gravity. You know what I mean? Because in, in our real uh, universe, in our real life, gravity sort of doesn't make sense in the sense that uh, we're living on this giant planet, right? And it's, you know how in giant giant objects uh, attract each other by gravity. So why are we on this planet be able to move around? You know what I mean? If we're on this giant planet, gravity should be pulling us down. So, and, you know what I mean? So they say gravity or something like that might be sipping into multi- different universes, multiverses and all that. So there's like there's like really interesting interesting Ooh. thing, real interesting. Uh, I might be misremembered, but I think I I think I remember that. I read that somewhere. I'm intrigued anyway, by that. Multiverse in real life, probability of different uh timelines and stuff. It's really interesting stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna read that. Hmm. I like to. I might that. I might be wrong. Google that, kids. Google yeah, that. Yeah, I'll Google it. I'll try and I'll find it. I'll try and find a link to put in the show notes. That, that Actually, you should is. Google when is the first multi multiverse story in in, in like uh, fiction. You know what I mean? I'm um, sure. I'd be interested. Here's doing that. When is the first multiverse story? You know what? I'm gonna submit a guess real quick. Right, by the way, I'm sure it's gonna be some European white guy to credit for it. You know what I mean? It probably happened in some ancient Asian country, but some white guy probably. I know. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. Is sure the first? It's a white. It's a white man's Google. Is this the term multiverse was first used in fiction in 1963 by science fiction author Michael Moorcock? <laughs> Moorcock. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think of a guy's name. Moorcock. Moorcock. It is the villa. Party with Moorcock in Vegas. Good dude, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It is the villa, the Sundered World. Uh, Moorcock. (laughs) 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 Use the term to describe a a multiplicity of physical (laughs) coexisting universes. Yeah. Huh. What's funny is in different universes he's called less cock. Oh my god. <laughs> or adequate cock. Short cock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what was the when was the Star Trek original series one? Oh uh, yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were saying sixty three Star Trek. Yeah. Huh. Original series uh multiverse thingy. I forget, I forget the name of that story. Oh Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror was released yeah. on click click click. Uh, sixty-seven, October sixth, nineteen sixty-seven. That kind of makes sense because what about Gene Roddenberry and the whole writers group were all writers room were all like nerds, uh, sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi <laughs> uh, authors and nerds and stuff like that. that. Yeah. So they probably stole from this guy, you know? Yeah, he, he, they stole from more cock. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I'll bet you, I bet you, some indigenous person wrote about different universes back in uh, back oh, in the day. They put out, they put it, they put out some cave writing, they, but you know, white people, they just stealing shit. <laughs> <laughs> screw Morcock. That's what I'm saying. Who can? Why would you want to screw Mork? Oh yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> wow. He just can't get enough. Wow. He's always oh there. yeah, he's always, <laughs> he's always a party. Okay, Anna, you're awfully quiet about this. <laughs> I got, I got nothing to say. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Hey guys, quick uh, producer editor note here. But as fun as it was me saying Moorcock, apparently Google got it wrong when I Googled it, when I asked for the first multiverse in reference in fiction. Uh, 
according to Wikipedia, the term was first used in fiction in September 1961, which is two years before the Moorcock reference. Um, so September 1961 in the DC comic book titled Flash of Two Worlds, Flash Volume 1, Issue 123 by Carmine Infantino and Gardner Fox. In the story, Flash meets with his duplicate version of another Earth, Earth 2, and another Flash, Flash 2. That's right. Comic books apparently were the first place that multiverse was created or mentioned or popularized. So there we go. Google gets it wrong once in a while. And we get it wrong a lot. But there we go. All right. Back to the show. Well, there we go. That's our thoughts on on the multiverse. Unless anybody else wants to add any more. Yes? No? No? I'm not smart. But I know this. MCU. You're boring. It's the 718th episode of the show. And as of this recording, it's currently... 128 p.m. November 11, 2023, in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's time to take a look at see what's up. What's up? So Ain't the supposed to say Hotlanta. You should say Hotlanta. <laughs> I, I thought I thought, not... I thought Atlanteans. Uh, are they called? Uh, I mean, first off, are they called Atlanteans? Atlanteans? <laughs> that's uh, that's uh. That's, 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 <laughs> Why not? Uh, they live in stripper. Atlanta. So they're Atlanteans, right? That's oh, okay. All right, we'll go with that. How about that? It's better than Hotlanta. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the National Zoo, not in Atlanta, Washington, the National Zoo, uh, the last pandas from National Zoo have left back to China. They mm-hmm. FedExed them back to China. China recalled oh back their pandas, right, from the National Zoo. They were caught spying for, they were caught spying for China. So they That's got, horrible. Get out of here. Get out of here. Set well, the return back. Well, yeah. the, it does say here, the reason for the deal's expiration is not a single isolated event, no spying, or condition not being met. It reflects the more general sentiment of the Chinese government toward another country, which says mm-hmm. something. So the last pandas are now in the Atlanta Zoo, mm-hmm. and they will be returned back to China in 2024. So very soon, uh, the there will China... be no more pandas in the U.S., yeah, the China, uh, what do you call it? The China-U.S. relations is very frosty right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Filipinos. Sorry, guys. Sorry, you guys got caught in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. But also, as well uh, as well as the pandas. But yeah, they're, uh, they're, all, they're all getting sent back. They're all getting sent back. Uh, they originally came to uh, the U.S. in 1972 uh, via President Nixon's uh, agreement with... It was like a, like a... Not a peace treaty, but more like a... What's we're looking for? A symbol, a symbolism, yeah. a symbolization of of goodwill towards the U.S. A symbolic gesture, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's a gesture. It was a yeah. kind gesture yeah. that the Chinese, the Chinese did to America. Hey, we're going to send you our bears, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And uh, and America sent over McDonald's, and uh, as a result, diabetes, overweight, has uh, cholesterol. Are those the pandas? Seriously, but you think you think those pandas now speak English? You think they understand when they oh, go back to the the zookeepers in China, they're, they're like, they don't know what the hell's going on. Can't, they don't understand. Are they bilingual? What's happening? They can't, they can't oh, okay, yeah. the, they'll be like, like, yo, yo, what, what's that guy saying? He wanted to do yeah, what? Like, I don't understand what yeah, the guy's well, saying, man. Uh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Just fun fact. I don't have the facts uh, correctly or in, on the tip of my brain, but, but I believe the, when when uh, when China sends off these pants, not just to the United States, but uh, to other countries, their understanding is they can take it kind of back at any time. And my understanding is I think there's only one pan in the world that's 
kind of grandfathered into that prior to that agreement. I think it's in Mexico. I think there's a pan in Mexico where it's actually a, like a Mexican citizen. You know what I mean? It, that's the Look one. Look at that. Take I that, America. You can Google that. See if, I, see if I'm right. But I think there's, there's only one out there where it's like, hey, it, it can't be it can't be sent back. You know what I mean? Because it's not. It's It was birthed after like that agreement or before oh, that agreement. You I know think what I mean? know what you're talking about because my mom sings the song to me every time. Like, yeah, because Mexico, when they were, you know, when they were the baby, the baby was being born and all that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a big thing. So they wrote a song and they had all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. my mom sings it to my dogs all the time. (laughs) I I know what you're talking about. I I, Mm -hmm. I found it, by the way. Uh, Uh Jin Jin. Jin Jin is the last. I'm, I'm, they I'm couldn't assuming, even give him a Mexican name. Come I'm on. assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Jin Jin. Jamming X I N X I N. Okay. Okay. Right. okay my guess is good as yours. Finally, Jin Jin is the one. last giant panda oh, in Latin America. Zeus. I would call him Zeus. And one of the last in the world that doesn't belong to China. She lives right. in the Chapultepec Zoo in Mexico City. Mexico. In Mexico City, Chapultepec. Chapa. Chapultepec mm-hmm. Zoo in Mexico, I mean, Mexico City. Jinjin uh, Jin was born on July 1st, 1990. She is the granddaughter yeah. of two pandas given to Mexico as a gift in 1975. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at that. The original pair was yeah. given to Mexico, and the subsequent pandas have all been born prior to the change in policy from gifting to loaning. Wait, so right. are, are it's, is it an, an, the, the son of an immigrant? Is that what it is? This? Yes. No. Oh. First, second generation. Okay. There we go. So technically, go. technically not Chinese then. Is that what we're mm-hmm. saying? Jingjing is Mexican. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, born there and, and raised there. So yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but Chinese. She, she speaks Spanish. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she does. <laughs> okay. All right. Hola. Such a great everybody. Hola. Hola. <laughs> Okay, all right, let's move on. Oh, God, we're terrible. Uh, Spotify. Spotify has new rules that means that over half of all songs in the platform won't be eligible for royalty payouts. And that sucks, you know. <sighs> so unless you're like a multi-billionaire or millionaire uh, musician that has a lot of followings, you're kind of like screwed. I mean, uh, since your tracks racking up less than a thousand streams annually won't earn a single set in royalties under the new model. Well, thousand stream is pretty low. Yeah. So even that's if you're an really in- like yeah. that's obscure. So like, if you're an indie artist, then I guess there's still a chance you could still make something. Yeah. But, but I mean, they weren't paying you before. My understanding was like even like the big heart whatever they were getting barely paid by Spotify anyway. Now you you know you're giving less. Like going from like. Fifty cents to like twenty five cents. Oh, you know probably I mean? less like, than that, be, actually. Yeah, probably less than that. You know, what I mean? like yeah. pennies and some of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. But yeah, Spotify. Uh, what can you do? Speaking of Spotify, this is a bit of a tangent, guys. Uh, I I just I just uh, what do you call? It? I read some promotions of that. Do you know Spotify is getting into like audiobooks? So yes. if you join Spotify Premium for like I think ten dollars a month or something like that, you mm-hmm. get fifteen hours of free audiobooks. What do you guys I'm- think of that? I'm I'm so mad because like I'm on a, a premium household because with my parents and my mom is technically the the head of the household, mm-hmm. so she gets access to them, but I don't. And mm. uh, I think it's cool. I think it's it, it's nice for audio. Like you pay a good chunk, you should mm-hmm. get audiobooks in there. Fifteen yeah. hours could that's cover a, at least one book. So that's I a book a month, about, right? Yeah, Cause... that is about a book a month. Yeah, unless it's a one of those ones that right. large like book, a, but yeah, exactly. on average, it should be like 
one book a month, which is great. I I think it would get more people to like get into yeah. books. My whole thing is I haven't read a book in like probably like ten years to my great shame and stuff like that. But I already have a YouTube uh, Premium. Sorry, you have like uh, audio stream, a uh, music streaming service. So, but I don't know for for like ten bucks a month, I get you know books on streaming. I'm sure other streaming book services have that, but still, I thought I thought it was interesting. Fifteen hours. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I like that idea. I like it. I think it's a good uh thing they have accessible. So, it's, it's I'm here it's, for it. It's a good it's a good company uh, uh move for Spotify to do that because the the more mm-hmm. the more they put integrate a lot of different things into their own one system. More, mm-hmm. more people are going to be forced to just join that system. Yeah, like I don't, not great I, for the artists, but great yeah. for them. Like that's true. Um, I'm not. I, I don't have Spotify Premium because I use YouTube Music, but yeah. it's just the the fact that this is a good move. I don't. I don't deny this is not. This is a bad move. This is this is a good move for Spotify. Like I said, like what they say, bad for the artists, but good for Spotify. So what can you yeah. do? Uh, and speaking of Spotify, uh, Grammy nom- nominations were just announced. Uh, I thought it'd be funny to see like who we know and who we don't know. <laughs> so we'll find out what happened in music in 2022, right? What's going on? Oh, no, 2021? How does, how does the Grammy work? Because I looked at some of the lists and I glanced at it. I'm like, they nominated stuff from like, from like two or three years ago. I'm like, what's going on? Two or three years ago. I, I thought the Grammys was like from like the last uh, like the last few months of the previous year towards the last... So they, 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 they don't... No. Anyways, basically, basically, they don't count anyway. anything um, after now. So basically, like November, <laughs> December of last year counts, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. Very confusing. So, so record of the year, which is song of the year. Uh, you got "Worship" by John Baptiste. Never heard of it. Uh, you guys, heard of it. Anna. Mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. of the artist, but not the song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I heard of the artist. Yeah, artist. Yes, the song though. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Boy Genius released uh, "Not Strong Enough." I don't think I know that one. Anna. Mm-hmm. I don't know the mm-hmm. song or the artist. Okay. Uh, Miley Cyrus, we know we know what she is, and she released "Flowers," mm-hmm. which actually is a good song. I actually really yes. like "Flowers," the first one I recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anna. Yes. Okay, uh, Billie Eilish, "What Was I Made For?" The song from Barbie. Um, yeah, we, I'm sure we all know that one. That's a good song too. Uh, With the, respect, that's not the best song that come out that come out of Barbie. But no, go, go, I, go, I don't think course. it is either. But but yeah, but this is a good nomination either. Um, uh, Victoria Monet. On my mama, I don't know who that is, and I don't know what that is. I know the artist. Okay, um, I don't know the artist for the song. Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, like the song a lot. Uh, I know the artist. Um, mm-hmm. I would not give it to this, as much as I, I'm a fan of Olivia Rodrigo. She's Rodrigo. Filipino. How dare you? I know. How I'm dare just, you? Albert? I'm being. I'm trying, not, I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to be objective. One sixteenth that we usually deal <laughs> How with. She's like half you. Filipino. That's a lot of How, Filipino. In I'm going to tweet in what artist. Olivia in right now. In my defense, if I was voting, I would vote for her. I just don't think she would win this. Oh, okay. Sorry. Mm, wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, great way to support your people. <laughs> I can't blindly support things, okay? Uh, Taylor Swift. What a knows, jerk. Uh, Taylor Swift, you know she is. <laughs> and the song that, that was nominated for her was Antihero. I'm not sure if that was the song to choose, but okay. Uh, and then that came out like five years ago, by the way. But go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I thought it didn't come out five years ago. I felt like a million years ago. It came out last year. Anyway, yeah. But uh, the SZA or is it ZZA? I don't know. You guys help Zah. me out there. I call her Zah. Zah. Uh, Kill, Kill Bill. I don't know what her name is. Which I think I heard okay. this song. I think I I've heard, heard this that song. song a lot. Yeah. Don't I know the uh, S Z Y right? That's her. Yeah. S Z A. I know the artist, but I don't know the song. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's record of the year, which I don't know why it's record of the year and there's a song of the year. So uh, I never, I'm 46. I still have no idea what, you know what I mean? I have no idea why this record see, of the year. See, so, song, song, song of the year has Dance the Night from Barbie, right? The Dua Lipa song. That's still not the best song from Barbie. Go ahead. <laughs> wow, okay. What's uh, the best song from Barbie? Yeah, John, what's oh, the best I'm, song from Barbie? I'm glad somebody finally asked. It's Ryan Gosling's song. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh my god! You were you were gearing up for a joke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, nominate that you cowards. Yeah, the other song that come that popped up here that isn't a record of the year is uh, Lana Del Rey's A uh, and W, uh, and oh, John Baptiste has a different song in this one, Butterfly. What the heck? The guys need to like figure out what they're doing here. I'm okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm confused too. Uh, best best new artists. I'm sure. Let's see if you guys know who these are. Uh, Gracie Adams. How do you know what that is? Uh, no idea. Fred again. No. Ice Spice. Is it Fred again? Yes, that's the name. Fred again. I, I like Fred better. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ice Spice. No. A Jelly Roll. I like the other spices. <laughs> Jelly Roll. I like the original Five Spices. Spice Girl. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jelly yeah. Roll. Anybody? Jelly Roll. I'm old, man. I don't know. Wow. I'm just old. Coco okay. Jones. We get it. I get Coco it. Jones. I'm old. I'm... <laughs> uh, Noah Kahan. Uh, Victoria Monet. Oh, that name popped up again. I know Victoria Monet. Uh, she's probably going to win in this one then because she's the only one that has anything nominated in the other category. Uh, the War in 3D. I don't know what this I'm, I'm full. Of, I, I, these are all made up. I'm sorry. Except <laughs> Victoria Monet. Yeah. They're, they're all made up. A nice spice. Whatever. Yeah. I also I should mention that uh, I'm not I'm not I obviously I like music I like but I'm not really into the music scene and stuff like that I'm so old old man I'm just all my on my Spotify just like '90s music okay so this is not for me yeah I entered my Mexican era so I know only Mexican music there you go <laughs> <laughs> where's where's their best artist of the year category here let me see best artist what the what's it called Albert wow, Ernest. if only you had like time to like do the research before recording. No, well just it just occurred to me just now. So because oh. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the wait, they don't have a best artist of the year? That can't be right. I'm sure there is. It's probably what I, I just did a, I just did a control I just did a control F and it didn't pop up. What the hell? So there's no yeah. artist of the year. It's probably Taylor Swift. That might be an MTV thing. Beyonce. MTV thing. Maybe maybe they're doing a whole like there's a best pop artist, best rock artist, but they don't have best artists of the year. And you're, I think you're right. I maybe maybe the, the Grammys ever. Maybe that isn't a Grammy thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is a different oh, yeah, think, category yeah. thing. I think she's right. Yeah, yeah. I think she's right. Yeah, because okay. well, they're they're quote unquote serious about music. You know what I mean? I think the record of the year is what says like right. the artist. Uh, yes. I think she's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, we are completely out of touch. Not completely, but pretty out of touch with today's music. But that's how it does. All right. Was that who was a Latin like artist that were nominated? Oh, yeah. Actually, wait to look that up. <laughs> okay, hold on. Come on, we gotta have the Latino representation. Right. It's gonna be Bad Bunny. Control F, Latin. Probably Bad Bunny. Wait, Bad Bunny hasn't had new music till now. He hasn't had music till now. What do you mean? Like he, I think he. Did, well, I don't know. I, he just came out with a new record, right? I don't know. So, does he qualify for this year's Grammys awards? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm pausing only because I thought I would hit 
enter by now. You know, I know. So we, we I feel like we're happy. We're, we're just like. Hold on, I'm trying to fight it. I'm trying to fight it. I thought you controlled F. I I did control F, but F this. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Look at that wordplay, guys. Look at that. It's like taking me into this other thing. Okay, I guess I'm going to look down the list here. Alvazir, Alvazir, Vizir, Okay, hold on. Give me a minute here. Scrolling down. That's a pretty big category. Yeah. I, I didn't I think know. it was going to I thought maybe maybe just, you yeah. just Google it. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of categories. I'm like I'm like category oh, number twenty six right now. Okay, guys. Oh, I'm, I'm category number twenty nine right now. Okay, hold on, hold on. Not there yet. Yeah. Well, that, I need to go number two pretty soon. Come on. Best sure. Latin jazz album. Okay, no, that one. <laughs> that was the, that wow. was category number thirty three. Okay, all right, hold on. I'm at category number forty five now. Uh, category number 51, best gospel Holy something. Category... Oh, here we go, here we go. Oh, Field oh, we go. 7, number 56, best Latin pop album. Okay? I, I'm not sure I'm the person who should be saying this. Uh, okay, say it. La Cuarta Joya? Pablo Alboran. No? No. Beautiful Humans, volume number 1, by Alemor. You got uh, A Ciegas, by Paulo Arenas. You got Honestly, it. I think it's. I think Anna just set you up to for you to mispronounce these. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's probably I true. It trap. It's probably true. <laughs> Debbie, Anna. Debbie. <laughs> you have to she, say Mexico. Yeah, she knew. She knew everybody. The name of everybody. Not this. You know what I mean? She knew. Okay. Well, you to mispronounce it. You know, La Neta. A dick move by Pedro Capo, and Dan One by Maluma, and X Me. Volume one, what an X me, uh, Gabby Moreno. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you, it's like you were dominant. X me, anything, anything, Anna was best Latin pop album. Anything, I, I, I recognize Maluma. Okay, that's the other one. Oh, well, this oh. is good content. <laughs> Very good content. Yeah. Work my great. time. Work my time. All right. I, all right. I was just worried. I, I didn't want Rosalia to get nominated, but she probably you... got nominated in other categories. Oh, there, there, are, there are other categories in the Latin category. There's the Best Musica Urbana album. Oh, best Urban Music album? Really? Uh, <laughs> best Latin Rock or Alternative album. Best uh, Best Musica, Mexicana album. You know, uh, And Best Tropical oh, Latin album. What's that album. one? What's the Mexicana one? <laughs> Including Tejano. Um, Bordado Amano by Ana Barbara. We got Las Sanchez by Lena Downs. <laughs> Lena Downs? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> too American. Okay. Mother Flower by Flor de Tolaoche. Oh, wait, okay. sorry. Toloache. Uh, and then you got, oh, this is a long one. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Amor Christ. como en las películas de antes by Lupita. If we Infante. had any Latin listeners, we probably lost all of them at this point. You know what I mean? Dangerous. This is dangerous, close to like hate speech. Oh, oh here's, here's one. That, okay, I, I got it. Here's one out of those. Genesis by Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma. There we go. All right. All right. Let's stop right there, please. <laughs> and that's what's up. Uh, my name is Albert. Oh, you can find this podcast yeah. on Instagram and Threads. At hey, any Chinese artists nominated? No, stop, stop. stop. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The links in the show notes. Look it up for yourself, guys. Okay. You can find this podcast on Instagram and Threads at Stuff Junk Show. You can also find me on Instagram and Threads at Albert 5x5. 
You can find me on the Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-O-U. You can find me on social media at Anna, A-N-A, Voltage, uh, or uh, my other show, Most Extreme Ranking Challenge. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else is on the show notes found on whowhatworthwhy.com. This was episode 718 of the Stuff and Drug Show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this podcast has been a Who What Worst Why production. I think you should do this intros in, in Spanish now. What do you think of that? <laughs> Wait, how about you do that? Ha ha ha. No. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Come on, buddy. I can don't, do this. Don't waste those, uh, those three years of uh, high school <clears throat> Spanish, man. Four Come years. Uh, four I think years? Four years? Was it four years or three years, Albert? Anyways, whatever. I, I minimum it. two. Este fue el episodio 718. How do you say 700? Why did you translate that to Spanish? 718. Okay, hold on. What is 718 in Spanish? I feel like Anna can just answer. Anna can, can you answer? 718. Sorry? 718. 18. Oh, 18. Yeah. 718. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Este fue el episodio. Sorry, the last one. Okay, hold on, hold on. Este fue el episodio. Damn it! Honestly, I regret making this joke. Yes, you regret it. You're great now, Javik. You're great now. My bad, guys. My bad. It's like it's like watching a child like in in a pool. You know what I mean? Trying not to drown and die. All right. Este fue el episodio 718 del programa Stuff and Junk. Gracias por escucharnos. Gracias por acompañarnos. Hasta la próxima. Este podcast ha sido una producción de Who What Worst Why.